0: Welcome to the AP Bio Podcast. We're here to help you think more, stress less, and understand the living world around you. So sit back and enjoy. Today's topic, genetics. As you're working through your genetics problems, I want you to keep a couple things in mind uh, when it comes to dominance. First of all, there are different kinds of dominance. One kind is complete dominance. Complete dominance is a typical kind of scenario where you have um, a situation where if there's a dominant allele and a recessive allele, the dominant allele is one that is expressed phenotypically. So, for example, if you have uh, purple flowers and, that are crossed with white flowers, um, uh, the, and you get some of the offspring are going to be either purple or they're going to be white. There's not a mixing of the two. If you have an actual um, mixing of the two different kinds of phenotypic traits, um, then we have what we call incomplete dominance. That's where if you had a white snapdragon and a red snapdragon, the heterozygous condition is going to actually be pink. In that case, um, you actually have neither one of the genes um, is dominant. You're getting uh, both of them being expressed in a mixing of the two. Another kind of dominance is called codominance. In that case, the heterozygous condition leads to not a mixing of the two, but rather both of the genes being expressed, both uh, dominant alleles. So for example, um, that happens in uh, cows. A roan cow is a cow in which uh, there is uh, brown and white spots on the heterozygous cow. The parents of that cow would have been either white or they could have been brown. You don't get a mixing of the two. You don't get a mocha color cow. You rather you get both of those genes being expressed. Um, So that's co-dominance. Most of the time when we talk about alleles, we're talking about two different alleles that are controlling for a particular trait. Um, However, in reality, a lot of the characteristics that organisms have um, actually will have multiple alleles that control for a particular trait. A great example of that is going to be blood type. There are actually three different alleles for blood type. Um, there's the A and the B and the O. Um, in that case, there's three different possibilities, although you will only have two of the three in your genotype at any given time. Um, therefore, there's different possible outcomes um, besides just one or the other. So with blood type, we get A, B, B and O-type blood because of that. Another concept you should be familiar with is something called epistasis. Epistasis is when one gene actually alters the phenotypic expression of a gene at a second locus. A classic example of epistasis is uh, fur color in mice and a lot of other mammals. Black fur color is actually dominant to brown fur color. However, there's a second locus, a second location, that has another gene um, that actually determines whether or not pigment will be deposited in the hair at all. So it doesn't matter whether a gene for black or brown is, um, is actually in the genotype of that particular mouse. If you, if you don't have the dominant C or the color gene, then the black and brown will never actually get laid down, even though it has a potential to. So in that case, um, a a mouse that would be homozygous recessive for the color gene would put no color down whatsoever, so it would actually be a white mouse. Another interesting concept that the book covers is polygenic inheritance. In that case, there are actually quantitative characters that control um, how much a phenotypic expression of gene will occur. Um, a good example of this would be uh, skin color in uh, human beings. Turns out that the more dominant alleles that you have, the darker your skin color is going to be. You can go from anywhere from zero dominant alleles with the lightest skin tones all the way up to perhaps six dominant alleles for the darkest skin tones. And the distribution in the population. Um, of skin tone is uh, a bell curve. So if you have half of the um, dominant possible alleles, you're going to be somewhere in the middle. Therefore, there's an additive effect of having more dominant alleles. Of course, exposure to sunlight affects skin tone as well. So it kind of rounds out the curve and makes it smooth. Whenever you see a problem in genetics that appear to have uh, a continuum of traits, you should uh, actually ring an alarm in your head that says, ooh, this might be a polygenic trait. It might actually be a cumulative thing. Um, And in something like, uh, you know, increasing darkness of skin or um, it could be, you know, uh, height of an organism, uh, that also seems to play out in the same sort of uh, scenario. Now, the exact opposite of polygenic inheritance, where you have um, multiple genes controlling one particular phenotypic trait, there's something called pleiotropy. That's where one particular genotype actually has multiple phenotypic effects. There's lots of examples about, of that, and one of that the book gives is sickle cell anemia. There's actually one single mutation um, in the gene of uh, somebody with sickle cell anemia. However, there's lots of phenotypic effects from that. For example, um, the red blood cells that get produced abnormally shaped um, lead to, uh, you know, there's a breakdown of the red blood cells, which leads to physical weakness, anemia, uh, heart failure, um, and so on. But there's also other things that happen, like the clumping of cells and clogging of small blood vessels that lead to pain and fever and brain damage and damaged organs. And there's an accumulation of uh, sickled cells in the spleen as well. Well, that all leads to symptoms such as kidney failure, rheumatism, uh, pneumonia, all, all sorts of different things that all arise from a single mutated gene, a single difference in a single allele. Once again, that's called pleiotropy. That should be enough to get you started, so tune in next time.